Welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. It's like a podcast, but also super cool. Now let's dive into the mud and see what's going on this week in the world of obstacle course racing. And welcome to the Supercast episode two. I'm Jacob Bosecker. I'm Leah Hensley. How's it going over there today, girl? It is going. How are you? It is a wonderful Monday morning down here in Atlanta, or I guess afternoon at this point. Get your facts straight. It's it's definitely the afternoon now, and we are recording the second episode of the Supercast. That we are. How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was really interesting, kind of like intense, because... I basically spent the first half of it um, with Chris Chapman, and a lot of people don't know Chris Chapman um, that are newer to the sport, but Chris is one of these guys that is from the Ohio area, um, Cincinnati area, that is just a phenomenal runner, and old, like, we're talking old school in the sport of OCR. Old school facts. Oh, old school facts, and used to be normally in the top 20 in the Spartan Race World Championship when it was back in Killington. Um great guy at races like mud guts and glory and like where they had the original ocrwc great venue awesome time uh mm-hmm. went over there hung out with him and then yesterday i spent the whole day snowboarding oh but, awesome yeah yeah had a good time well i skied actually i didn't snowboard i skied and then I'm, I'm prepping for a snowboard trip out west here in a few weeks super fun uh but you had a big weekend too i did i ran in a local um ocr called the marion may challenge Awesome. Um, You're saying local, but it was a drive. It was a drive for me, yes. Um, it was actually down in Alabama. Um, interesting, it was at a um, the state's only junior college for, it was a military institute. Okay. So um, it was permanent obstacles, which was really awesome. Um, it was a 5K um, through the woods and, you know, some fun terrain. Um, with some obstacles, you know, spread out throughout some heavy carries, some, you know, tire flips and whatnot, rope climb. And then it, and the race ended back in the festival area with, I don't know, about a quarter of a mile, maybe a little bit shorter, um, O course permanent, you know, that the military yeah. cadets train on. Um, so right at the end of the, the race, you have this onslaught of, um, obstacles, which actually really played into my favor. Um, the, you know, we took off running um, and like a lot of smaller races goes, you know, there weren't a lot of um, lanes for obstacles. So when we got to the rope climb, there was only two ropes to climb and a huge bottleneck um, happened. So yeah. I honestly thought my race was done at that point because the entire field was caught up. Um, but once we finally got through that, it was the very final O course that I was able to make a move and pass some people and surprisingly ended up in second place. So, I mean, that's it was great. It was awesome. That's a good day. That's a, yep. that's a win. For sure. And it's fun to, to do the local, you know, the local races. I like to, to support as many of them as I can. Um, I think it's a great asset in the sport that if we don't, if we don't do them, they're going to go away. And we have seen, Far too many races go away in our time. 
Oh, absolutely. And like we were just talking about MGG, mm-hmm. such a such a great freaking venue. Epic and venue. And it's gone. And I was so sad to see that one go. Oh, it was just like the coolest venue ever. Man, did it it would knock you on your butt. No um, kidding. No oh, kidding. It was- so awesome I actually had flashbacks of mgg this weekend because they had a oh, really? sternum checker and i hadn't had to deal with one of those oh my god since for a then, while. and that has been my nemesis <laughs> awesome so we're here on the second episode of the bro cr supercast and i wanted to thank first of all all of our listeners to the first episode we oh had all, for sure the feedback like, has been wonderful it's been great and thank you to everybody that reached out to us um and talk to us. We, we had a lot of fun filming the first episode and we're having a lot of fun doing this one. We're kind of excited mm-hmm. um, to give people an update on the podcast. So currently we've been getting everything put together. Um, we're currently available um, here. We're also available on, wait, is this, are we on iOS yet? No, we're not. We're not. We're no, not. I think that's the only one we're still waiting on is Apple. Right? Yeah. I think the last one we are. St- okay. So we are available on seven platforms currently. I'm pulling it up right now. Fantastic. So we are, currently on um anchor google podcasts spotify breaker uh pocket casts radio public and stitcher we are still waiting on apple Podcasts. i'm getting in that stuff tomorrow and just making sure and confirming that we get on apple Podcasts because that's where i want to be for us of and course. for our for our followers um and we'll be sharing this obviously on instagram later today uh mm-hmm. tomorrow morning so it's out first thing tomorrow morning and then also sharing that on our Facebook so people can check this out. Yeah. So anywhere you are able to catch us at this point, um, if you can drop us some feedback, a review, that would be lovely. And uh, yep. we can start. Or, or just messages growing. and be like, hey, you guys suck. Yeah, <laughs> I welcome it. Um, you know, it was awesome when, when, when I was racing this weekend. Some people actually, you know, acknowledged it and talked about the podcast. I mean, it was it was cool. We would love to hear back from everybody. Absolutely. Um, one of the things is the audio quality. We're starting to get there. Um, we're, but it's kind of one of those things we're just going to start flying by the seat of our pants and learning from it and just kind of making changes as we go. Best way to do it. And I'm really having fun with it. I hope Leah is too. I am for <laughs> sure. So last time we talked about the you know breaking news weekend with Spartan Race. and It was kind of a cliffhanger of a week there. It was um, because at the time of recording – um, we knew that Woodsy there was, was disqualified, right? We knew it was disqualified and that was it. And then the very next morning we get the stay tuned. We're going to review it. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to figure things out, which is classic. That's that stay tuned is the Spartan. I, I've got a buddy there that he always says like, stay tuned. It's good. I'm like, it's always changing is the, is the bottom line. But anyway, Ryan got reinstated and that's the bottom line. But he, yes, he did get reinstated, but he got a penalty. He did get a five minute five minute penalty added. So what does that mean, Leah? Well, it means that he was able to receive points, so he is now yep. not out of the series, but he's back into the series. His final time now has a tacked on five minute penalty, which dropped him down from second place to twelfth place. That is correct. Now I was reviewing it and Kind of my guess was I never I didn't talk about this at all in the last episode. My prediction was whatever the penalty would be, if if there were to even be a penalty, um, it would mean that it would knock him out of the top ten. Was my guess, yeah, and, and, and it did. That's specifically for um, monetary advancement, mm-hmm. partially. But then 
I had thought in my head that they had, so this year, the point series, and Bill actually did a really good job of breaking down the points that we have here on GrowCR, if you want to check that out on Instagram, um, and how they've changed up the point series for elites, and they've also changed it up for the age groupers as well. But the point system is weighted so differently now. Right. And it's it's this crazy numbers game where the top five get way more points than anybody else. Correct. It's not just enough now. I mean, obviously we're focusing on podium, but those fourth and fifth place spots mean a ton. Yep. Fourth and fifth mean a ton. And I thought it was the top 10 that it split over for, for those in higher, but it, no, it's, it's just the top five. Yeah, it's the fifth place after fifth. You're still going to get some points down to 10, you know, mm-hmm. on down the line. But the break off between it is is pretty substantial. So I think realistically, Woods, I don't know if he will win the series again, but it's going to be a lot harder. Uh, I mean, exponentially harder at this point. You know, yes, he's still in it. But, you know, I think the best way to recap it is it the ball's no longer in his court. Not only does he have to run a perfect race, but that's not going to be enough any longer. He has to run perfectly and he has to bank on several other athletes to have some major problems. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing though, that it's, it's true. I kind of thought about last night. Anybody can have an off day. That's true. That's that's very true. Like you could have, you could have VJ come out there and take you know second place sporadically one day, like he did. Um, had a great race there in Seattle last year. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could have something like Killian does really good in one, but he doesn't do so well in another right. one. Missed or beer maybe, throw, a missed you know tire. Maybe Atkins comes in fifth at one time or something. Exactly. Um, yeah. The problem is, is we're not. You know, he doesn't need just a little bit of an off day. He's going to need a pretty substantial drop um yep. from several different people so i won't say it's impossible but i think he'll be in the top five in the point series i think I, so i think it'll be hard for him to win i'll say that much i i would agree with that and that also then leads the open question that we had last week was what's what's he gonna do is he gonna stick with this and try to ride it out or is he going to abandon hey. ship and pick a new series Nope, I think this is where he needs to, and I personally, I think this is where he needs to be. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's, um, could he jump up to the mountain series and make some money? Possibly. Could he, I don't think the stadium series is really. No, I don't see him as a stadium series athlete. It would, my, my pick for him for next, you know, next in line would be the mountain series. Yeah. But I think, I think he needs to stay where he's at and he's just fine. Well, we will see what That's happens as the season unfolds. And, yep, and go we are from less there. than a month away from Alabama. Yep, yep. So, so we will go from there. I'm hoping between now and then, as a result of all this, we're going to see a more defined, more clear, and book. concise rule book. Um, and we, we have heard that from Spartan that they're trying to put together a rule book. Yes, we have heard that. Um, we haven't seen it, but we have heard it. Um, the five minute penalty, you know, definitely got some people talking. There's questions, you know, where did that come from? You know, some could say, well, it shouldn't be five minutes. It should be the time it takes to do burpees. So two minutes, some people say it should be the time it would take to do the penalty up and over a cargo net. No one's taking five minutes. I I thought realistically a three minute penalty. And I went back and looked at the numbers and saw where he would finish and he would have finished right next to Brian Gawiski, which 
if anybody knows Ryan Woods and Brian Gwiski, both phenomenal athletes, both really good runners and buddies and stuff. And, I and feel training like that partners, been, right? They, yep, training partners together. He'd be right around there in that eighth place. I feel like three minutes would have been a little bit better, but you know, that's we're, we're splitting hairs now at this point, you know? Right. I mean, it's at some point you have to realize, you know, yeah, it'd be nice to maybe pick a smaller penalty, but you know, he's pretty lucky he's back in it. So you can't really oh, complain too much. Yeah, something's better than nothing. And honestly, I did not expect anything. I honestly did not either. I expected a better rule book to come of this, but I was surprised that they did, in fact, overturn the decision. It was definitely something unique and unexpected. So Um, we'll see what happens in Alabama and update the series at that point. So beyond that, anything else? Um, Tough mutter really um world of hurt there yes so that's the other big you know drama in the sport um going on now so for those of you who don't know and i think we might have mentioned it briefly last time tough mutter um i think two years ago um started this competitive series um where they started paying people um, Tough Mudder has always been known um, as the brand that promoted camaraderie and teamwork, and they weren't all about the the competition, competition. and the sport of it. Truthfully, the only event that they had that there was a race was um, World's Toughest Mudder. Yep. Um, but then, like I said, about two years ago, they started this competitive series with Tougher Mudder, Toughest Mudder, Toughest, yep. all these different you know, call it whatever. Different levels, different bibs. Right. Different bibs, different times, different distances. And they started paying athletes. Well, what we started seeing then is longer delays in athletes getting paid. Mm -hmm. In fact, last season, you know, people were going nearly the entire season. People from the beginning of the year. It took Bill, I think, six months to get his, um, I think, second place check from the the Michigan race. Right. So, of course, once we start seeing that, we've seen the writing on the walls before in this sport. Usually not good things come after, you know, after we start seeing that. And so the rumors started flying about uh, about Tough Mudder being in financial distress Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're going to close. And then TMX was put on hold and all this stuff started coming to the surface. Like, what is going on with Tough Mudder? Well, we found out what's going on with Tough Mudder, and they are, in fact, in a world of hurt financially. Yep. Um, and are now facing multi-million dollar lawsuits. Um, so the basic breakdown for people who have seen these articles circulating, cir- circling, yeah, <laughs> Facebook um, and other you know social media platforms, it's kind of difficult to follow. But basically, the bottom line is. Two men founded Tough Mudder um, in the early, you know, I I don't even know, 2009, I think, 2008, sometime like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And over the years, they split. There was some financial um, deals being made. And as Tough Mudder got themselves more and more in the hole, um, they partnered with Active the network that most people are familiar with when they do race registration, you see active network. Um, they came in and bailed Tough Mudder out and paid off the debt. And in doing so, 
they basically forced out the two previous owners. They didn't pay them the severances that they were previously agreed upon. And now Active basically controls Tough Mudder. That's a that's just a quite a interesting and interesting change of events there. Right. So, you know, of course the masses are going wild. You know, what does this mean? What does this mean? You know, it could mean a lot of things, and we won't really know until we see it play out. Um, it could be good. It because, could be good you know, let's face it, Active is a multi-million dollar company. They know um, they've got their ideas set. Like, right. They know what they're doing. They do know what they are doing. This this is what they do. They specialize in events and race plan, you know, race um, finances and whatnot. So we'll see what they do with it. But on the flip side, they don't have as much investment in the brand. If it's um, not a profitable system. Then why would they hold on to it? Drop it like it's hot. Right. So they've already announced that TMX, um, the short hybrid CrossFit blend of OCR is basically on indefinite hold. Um, they said that they were looking to find a media partner with it, but without a new media partner like, you know, ESPN or NBC CBS. or CBS, that they, they were not going to bring that back. So being already into the season, I wouldn't hold my breath for that. I, I would say Tough Motor X is probably not going to be happening this right. year. And um, then and they've already canceled. I mean, well, they still have the events, the toughest and the tougher, but they've already announced no monetary payout. Yep. But the biggest shock to everybody is World's Toughest Motor. Yeah, that's that's the big one that even has me questioning stuff now. Right. So World's Toughest Motor is known as the toughest event on the planet. 24 hours of a beatdown, and they are now asking these professional elite athletes to do this event and not get anything for it. Yeah, other than bragging rights, and you know, you can show this off to your sponsors and stuff, which we've heard from a lot of people that you know it's not on their, their plate this year. Well, and one of the reasons is good old Uncle Joe at Spartan has now put the Iceland Ultra Championship pretty darn the close. The weekend before. Right. Pretty darn close to the world's toughest. So even if athletes were then going to be considering trying to do both. You got to choose. Right. You got to choose, kids. So that, I mean, that puts a whole different ballgame. Plus, it's also in Sweden now. Yes. So it's, it's no longer in Iceland. The Spartan Ultra Championship is now in Sweden. What do you think that's going to do? Do you think that's going to bring more people? You think it won't? I did not know this. Um, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> we've got we've got a joke coming later for people about Sweden and a lot of funny stuff that we're going to make videos for, for for OCR later this year. But yes. um, um, we've got some fun ideas, and it has to do with craft sports fair and Sweden. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, but no, I think it's going to. I I personally wanted to go to iceland but man i was like so intimidated by it sweden is tempting to me um, i don't think sweden holds that same intimidation that iceland does that's fair that's but fair. i think in reality it's probably just as brutal oh i, I imagine it's just as brutal 
but it's more enticing to me because it's just like that sounds interesting to me. Well, sure. I've always wanted to go to you know, Icelandic and Norwegian. You know, it it sounds pretty and you know it sounds fun. It sounds it sounds like something I'd really be interested to do. Yeah. Um, and I've always wanted to go to Sweden. There's actually the toughest series. There's a race there in Oslo mm-hmm. that I've always wanted to do that ends up going up like one of their ski slopes. And I'm like, that. that's where the finish is. And I'm like, that's something I would love. That's a bucket list item. Right yeah, I've seen that video there. myself. That does look awesome. It looks really cool. But it's um, Tough Mudder. I'm really intrigued to see. And I'm I'm still not sure. I'm 95% sure I'm going to go to Toughest Mudder this year again, WTM. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I kind of been planning for it all year and it's mm-hmm. been the focus of your training it's been the focus of my training these longer distances but um i'm intrigued to see what happens this year with it and just kind of how the year progresses and i guess I'm, me as an athlete i'm just taking it a day at a time right now yeah yeah um, the I, only big things i'm planning for right now are the ohio ultra new jersey and um and helping out at highlander assault which i'm really excited to do yeah you're not only are you helping your emceeing I'm going to be the MC at Highlander Assault, and we're going to have a really good time. We're going to have so, to get you in one of my kilts. I'm getting a kilt. It's going to be <laughs> amazing. So shout out to Highlander Assault. Check them out, guys. Um, I'll be there. We're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff leading up to it, as well as some other local races. We're talking about local races here for a second. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to go back to Indian Mud Run this year. That um, is a run that I have just not been able to get it's to. It's a dang it shame because it's always awesome. always conflicts with something. But Hubie, you know, I have heard nothing but amazing things about his race. Um, we all know the floating walls um, from Norium and World Championships. That is their signature obstacle. Well, did you see the Wheel of Pain this past weekend? I that, did, that he built for Rogue. He helped Rogue um, create this crazy thing from Conan, um, Conan the Barbarian. It was like this crazy, like twenty thousand pounds. I think it was. Oh my god! Huge apparatus that had like its wheels had sand in it, mm-hmm. so you could never gain momentum, and it yep. was constantly churning the sand over, so you couldn't like it was just basically beating yourself against a brick wall. It was and, designed for the for the Arnold for the strongman yeah, competition over the past so, weekend. Yep. Golly, just that's that's so cool that he gets like. This guy from Indian Mud Run, who's had these crazy ideas and helping these things, like Hubie Crushman, my hat's off, buddy. Like, for way sure. to freaking rock it. And he's he's like a phenomenal athlete too. Like, he's he's a phenomenal athlete, years. but let's not also neglect to point out this man. I mean, he's a grandpa. He's an older yeah. guy. He's how old? I I'm not sure. Sixty something for sure. I mean, he's he is bringing up the top end of the age bracket, but he is. Beating these younger guys easily. Like, dude is, dude is, and he's one of the most dedicated and big-hearted guys I've met out there. Like, he he loves this race that he puts on the Indian Mud Run, and I'm just ecstatic to go out there and knock it out again. That's that's another awesome, you know, local race. If if people are looking for for some fun new ones, um, you know, definitely recommend. Absolutely. So there's one other thing I really want to talk about today um, What's that? because we're, we're a week out now. And normally this is when emails from Spartan would come out for, um, for qualifications for Tahoe. That's true with the first race, first couple of races, I guess, underway. Cause we had yep. what, um, Arizona we had already too. We've had Arizona and we've, well, we've had our first national series race now. Mm-hmm. So, but last year, this is like when the emails would have came out to the top 10. So what, to, I, who, who should be checking their emails, Jacob? So really no one. Um, only you should not see anything for Tahoe actually. 
Um, what you should expect to see, and this is, I've had many people reach out to me today trying to understand the point series a little bit better and mm-hmm. trying to understand the series better. And I kind of wanted to break that down in our second podcast because I think it's a great topic to discuss. Yep. So this so year, in- it's going to be very different than years past. So forget what you think you know and listen yep. up. Like you, you know, coining beforehand, you know, the way things worked last year, forget everything because it's entirely different. We're going to change it up every year, apparently, uh, even the point series. So, Keep it spicy. Um, Keep it spicy, keep you on your toes. So here we are. So the big thing to remember is in 2019, um, you have elite men and women, and you also have age group men and women. Now, before there were eight groups for age group, now there are 10 for men and women. Which I so, have to say is a fantastic move on Spartans. It was a really wise move, especially breaking up the 40s and the 30s. Uh, that's our deepest demographic here at Spartan Race, and it, the competition was insane if you were there. Uh-huh. At some of those races, it was, I mean, and you got lucky on some races where you had a really good day or had a bad day. Like my first one that I went out to um, San Jose, I finished like, I think I finished 12th or 13th. And then Seattle, I took second. <laughs> wow. So, um, but that was a 10 year age graph for all 30 year olds. And I was like, yep. wow, this is really good. But it it really became this like question of like, how is this race? So like the San Jose race, it was like a lot of climbing right out the gate. So it split up the field really big, which climbing at the time wasn't like my strong suit. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden you go to Seattle where it was just this muddy, nasty, horrible court, cold course. And I'm like, I can do this. Let's, mm-hmm. let's throw down. Um, so anyway, the age groups that we're looking at, we have a 14 to 17 bracket. We have an 18 to 24 bracket. We have a 25 to 29 bracket. Uh, we have a 30 to 34, 35 to 39 40 to 44, 45 to 49, 50 to 54, 55 to 60, and then a 60 over. And once again, that number, like your age is dedicated, is dictated by your age on December 31st. That's the ad 2019. Mm-hmm. So those of you who are on, you know, the 34 turning 35, mm-hmm. the, you know, 59, you know, 49 turning 50, if you're getting ready to change a bracket, Make sure that you are in the right corral when you're starting your race. Exactly. You have to be in the corral for the birthday, however old you are, on December 31st, or you will get penalized. Absolutely. So then that comes down to the point series per – okay, so let's say – let's first say you want to make it to the North American Championship or one of these national championships. How many national championships are there, Leah? Mm. Yes. Yes. Do you even know? I, you know, I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to say five. There are five. So there is a North American. There's a Max European. West Virginia this year yep. again. That's West Virginia again. Great place there, Glen Jean. Amazing place. North American, European, South American, APAC. Um, that's the Asian Pacific. And MEA, which is, um, that's the Middle Eastern. So that's, um, once again, over there. So all these championships, the way that they work is they give out spots to the top finishers, um, and that will get you into Tahoe. There's also national series leaderboards. Now, there's a lot of national series. There's USA, Canada, Mexico, Italy, uh, CEU, Australian, East Asia, UK, um, Dutch, Middle Eastern, South African, SEA, and South American. So there's basically a, a, a huge 
pool of international opportunities. But for the vast majority of our listeners and, you know, people that, that we talk to, you know, when you're looking at America, North America, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of, you know, options here. There's a couple key races that you have got to prioritize. If your goal is to get to Tahoe, you have got to prioritize these other races. Yep. So let's say you want to get to the North American Championship, first of all. So, okay, let's say you want to get to Tahoe. Everybody's asking, how do I get to Tahoe? Because it's no longer you take a top 10 in a national race right. like Jacksonville. It's changed. Um, so the way it works now is you have to do so well in that point series. That's the, that's the first good way to go into Tahoe. So if you are a man or a woman and you're in the top 30 in your age bracket at the end of that point series, at the end of the point series, is the thing to remember. So that doesn't so mean just one race. That means that all mean five all of the five series. series. And every race counts towards the final points. So in the USA standards, we have five races. You sum up all your points that you get from all five of those races total. And that's your final score. If you're in the top 30 on that leaderboard, then you're in. You've got a week after that, that to claim your spot. But if you don't claim it? You're out. So it's a matter of paying attention and being aware of what's going on. Spartan's if not going to do the legwork for you. You'll lose it. <laughs> yeah. Spartan's not going to do the legwork for you. In years past, you know, the emails would come. You've qualified. You've qualified. Click here. Do mm-hmm. this. Do that. If you're not on top of it, you're not going to Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, for the elite men and women, that's going to go 80 spots deep, which is a lot. It is a lot. And that's, that's in the U.S., though. So those numbers change on the different national series leaderboards. Um, right. And obviously, here in America, where we've got a very, I would say, the high majority of our athletes here competing in it. So like that means that, the top 80 men, top 80 women, and in the that whole point, series yep. will get their ticket to Tahoe. And they've got to apply that week. All right. So what about the people that don't want to commit to a whole series or – can't get into that top bracket of of numbers what you got to do is you got to take a top 10 at a race in your age group now that could be any race that can be an ultra that could be a stadium that could be anything but a top 10 in your age group that's going to cash your ticket to go to the north american championship not to tahoe not to tahoe but west virginia so if you go to west virginia then and take a top 40 spot then you can go to tahoe and now that top 40 spot is with roll down. What so, about the smaller races? What about the top 10 at these smaller races? Are those rolled down? Nope. So in There's years no past, when, when people would bank on that, you know, the end of the season, you'd bank on, oh, I, only, I finished 13th or 14th, but because of the roll, roll down, I'm good. That's not and the I, case anymore. I've heard there's roll down qualification in elite for the, the championships, like the national championships. Mm-hmm. but there is not for age group. All right. So that means like if, if let's say the top, if, let's say in that top 40 people, 15 have already qualified at um, the North American championship, mm-hmm. that roll down could go all the way to 55th place qualifying for Tahoe. But that's once you're already racing in West Virginia. Yep. Yep. So you've basically got to line up. The bottom line is you are either going to have to finish top of a whole series yep or you're gonna have to finish the top 
in West Virginia. That's the only way you're going to Tahoe. You got to come out on top. So if you weren't planning on going West Virginia this year, but you really want to go to Tahoe, you better find a way to make it work. Absolutely. West Virginia is your big one. Or then, you know, you play Pokemon, got to collect them all and go around to all these other races in that series. Right. But do well, not just go to. Yep. You got to do well. Well, consistent, I would say. Consistency is the key. Consistency of going to these races and finishing within a decent bracket. Right. Um, And just like, so I was talking to Bill actually earlier this week. So he did, um, he finished, you know, top set. He did finish within the top 70 of the elite males, top 80 of the elite males in, um, in, um, Jacksonville Jacksonville. last weekend, Mm -hmm. but he's got to keep that consistency at the other races if he wants to qualify for elite. Right. So, I mean, but he's not going to Alabama, so he's got to have a few races that might be a little better. Right. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, you never know. You never know what other people are doing. You can never you count on other people. You don't know how many people are all going to go to all these races. Right. Yeah. There may be a ton. There may not be. So, you know, there's no way of knowing. Could somebody only go to three races and place really well and make it? Sure. That's what I'm intrigued to see, though. Like, but we won't know that I'm until the end of the season. season. Yep. We won't know that till the end of the season. And that's something I'm very intrigued to see. Yep. Well... So, lots yeah, that's of information. Lots of data here. This is a really thick episode for all of our listeners. Yep, lots and, of thinking. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of numbers here. And it's really interesting. If anybody ever wants to reach out to me and talk about the breakdowns, I've got this great yep. graphic here that shows um, country-wise who's getting how many spots, what percentage of the spots that is globally. Yeah. And, um, it's really cool that it's going to hopefully increase the international you know, base and get it more, you know, get more athletes involved from other countries. You know, Spartan is definitely leading the way on the global front. Oh, yeah, definitely. For the sport. So definitely. I'm interested to see, you know, it, it's always fun. That's always probably the highlight for me for doing these, you know, international championship races is lining up and seeing all the different jerseys and hearing the different mm-hmm. languages. And, you know, that's that's the awesome part of the sport for me. You know, it's it's really been cool seeing Tahoe evolve and the World Championship evolve over the past years. And it's I've just been in it so long. Mm-hmm. It's it's really been fun to see that. And also from that position, like um, like watching OCRWC at that. That point, was yes, that's what I was going to bring up too. You know, we we've, we've done a lot of focus here on on Spartan for these past two episodes, um, but it's been amazing to see the adventure brand grow in the sport mm-hmm. as well. And, Absolutely. you know, seeing it not only um, from the OCR World Championships race, but now seeing the branch offs of these other, you know, national races. We have Noram here to cover the North America. Um, there's a European Championship as well. Um, I know there's talks of getting some more. So, I mean, seeing that kind of mirrored over on the adventure brand is also really awesome. Absolutely. And I'm intrigued to see, so this might be, you know, we've seen in the past, uh, OCRWC sticks to a place for two years. Mm-hmm. This is the second year over at nuclear races. It is out in, in, in the UK. Um, it we'll see where 2020 me. takes it. <laughs> yeah. It devastated me last year to miss it. And I'm probably going to be missing it again. Um, I, you know, it, it turned out, I heard it was a great race with a good turnout. And they're returning Muddy. back again this year. And 
we'll see what happens next. I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued to see where it's going. Um, I really want to kind of do the enduro one of these days, but we'll see if we'll see if I get to the time and consider to see like how much there's so much time that this ultra training is taking me. Just so much. Yep, that was my focus last year was was the ultra stuff. This year I'm I'm focusing on the shorter runs. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll be doing the stadium series myself um, and doing a lot more of these short runs and try to break things up. Absolutely. Well, I guess that really brings it to kind of the end of the episode here. I think so. I think so. I think it um, shaped out to be pretty good. Um, any shout outs you want to give for oh, this episode too? No, just the usual. I mean, the biggest shout out I have is, is the people that are supporting us through this right now. Yeah, the people um, that are listening and tuning into it. I'm really like. Yes, I'm, I'm super excited. You guys are awesome. You know, <laughs> we are definitely all ears. Um, we definitely plan on starting to have some, some guests on the podcast. Um, we Here want to bring something new. Um, people that you may not have you know, heard already on several different podcasts. So if there's somebody that you want to hear about or learn about or, or talk you know, about, or um, talk again, about if, sure. there's some, if there's some topics that you guys want us to bring up, uh, feel free to message us. Um, yes. We had a few people talk about some things last week. Um, we want to hear more. Yes, please. please. Uh, we're just happy to talk OCR with you guys. Awesome. Anyway, bringing back the fun. That's bringing the back the fun to OCR. That shirt is coming. Uh, anyway, uh, from all of us here at OCR, thanks for tuning in. We'll thanks, talk to you guys. next week. Bye-bye. This has been the BroCR Supercast, powered by BroCR Media. A big thank you to all of our sponsors and viewers like you. Thank you.